a playlist original. Don't miss the freshest horror movie in decades. Starring this house. I think someone's upstairs. This wolf. They've been watching us for days. This cat. This wasn't a random attack. This sheep. Why would anybody do this? And this girl. Grab anything that might make a good weapon. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster Presents Deep Dives, where we talk about some of your favorite movies. Are the movies that you might have forgotten about? Uh, you mentioned, or I mentioned, uh, when we were doing the deep dives uh, the last few, that the show uh, is changing a little bit. We're going to have different uh, guests on uh, and have them picking the movies that we're going to deep dive into. And uh, this week is uh, no exception. Uh, we have another guest on, uh, Jeremy Kibler, who's actually already been on the show back during uh, our Tales of Horror on the main Back to the Blockbuster show. He discussed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the original and the remake with us. So welcome again, uh, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Uh, not a problem. Um, I uh, I mean, I already know that uh, you're a, a horror movie fan. And uh, when I asked you... Uh, you know, if you want to be on this, uh, the deep dive stuff, I kind of figured we might get a horror movie. Um, <laughs> and I was per- perfectly fine with that. And I was uh, very happy with what you ultimately chose. But um, before you get to the actual movie, just remind everyone a little bit of uh, kind of uh, what you do and uh, and where they can uh, kind of find your stuff or anything you want to share uh, with people listening. Yeah, so uh, I live in the Philadelphia area. Um, I'm a film critic. So, uh, yeah, I write for guy at the movies.com. Um, I also have a blog, uh, the artful critic.com that I always, um, put all my work on. So, um, yeah, I see, see a lot of movies each week. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Jeremy Kibler, Kibler nice. film freak. <laughs> Here, all those all those good things, and we will make sure yeah. to uh, at the bottom of the description of the episode to link all of your stuff so people can find you as well. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to do this one. I'm really excited you picked this movie. So tell everyone uh, what you picked uh, for us to deep dive. So I picked 2013's "You're Next," the nice. home invasion slasher movie. Uh, I believe it. Was it on the shelf for a couple years, and then it finally got a release from Lion? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it premiered at the film festival in 2011, so it, it didn't yeah. hit theaters until August of 2013, um, which is usually like a bad sign, but not in the case of, of this. I mean, right. I think it's also I think it's also a very hard one to promote and uh, market without giving mm-hmm. anything away. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I think that could have been uh, some of the issue, but I think, of course, like with a lot of movies like this, in the years uh, since it came out, it's developed a pretty sizable uh, cult following, uh, and also uh, was the introduction to Adam Ringard, at least for me, I guess, and for many people. And mm-hmm. he's gone on to do some uh, pretty interesting films as well. I, I, you know, uh, the guest is like a personal favorite of mine that yeah. uh, that he's done, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really good uh, uh, good introduction into uh, his sensibilities as a filmmaker. And then also credit to Simon Barrett, who wrote the movie, because uh, it's a nice blend of kind of slasher movie tropes that we're all familiar with. And it's a really funny kind of dark 
comedy <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and it also kind of uh, plays on the whole like, you know, if you think your family is dysfunctional, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get to watch and experience this. And it's also interesting too because um, for Movie Web, I had to write something about how. Uh, this movie has become like a Thanksgiving Day movie just because the idea of like, you know, kind of have it in a, in a dysfunctional sense. You're having your family together and, you know, at the start of the movie, there's this whole awkwardness, right, about uh, it's been a long time since they've all gotten together. You can tell there's like tension and stuff with the family. And then that sometimes exists at like big, like kind of family gatherings, like over the holidays. And uh, I, some people were sold on uh I mean, saying that it kind of feels like a, a very really <laughs> offbeat Thanksgiving Day movie. So, um, if you guys want to add it to your Thanksgiving Day rotation year after year, it's not a bad one. It's a fun one to kind of throw into the mix. So, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, it's it doesn't take place on Thanksgiving, but I think I believe it's a uh, the fa- the family's uh, or the parents' wedding anniversary. They invite all their yeah. kids. Uh, but yeah, you you nailed it. Like they're. The dynamics, the family dynamics with the the siblings, like they're one upping each other, they're just needling each other and bringing yeah. up the past. And it's, uh, I mean, I only have an older sister, but it's just it is kind of relatable in those little nuances. Like, you know, you're all you're still always gonna bump heads with your siblings. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this um, kind of happens. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty close with my immediate family, but it's when you uh, bring in the extended members of the family sometimes right. and, uh, you know, throw them into like the holiday, like any kind of family gathering mix. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it could, it's, it starts out. Okay. And then, you know, there's a lot of like inappropriate comments. Like I love, I mean, uh, the fact that you know, the family, you know, they have their significant others and like some of the relatives are not, they are very not shy about commenting on their like <laughs> thoughts on significant others. Right. Uh, uh, you know, you, you kind of see it in that whole discussion where they're kind of talking about how Aaron, uh, you know, and her boyfriend met. And then there's like kind of that judgy, uh, you know, the circumstances and how they met. And the brother just kind she of going in, student, student, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like how going on how that inappropriate that was, and you know, some family members do that; they will need like needle at you, and even though it's not appropriate to do so, so it's like those little things in it that are really fun to kind of poke, poke fun at, and the dark comedy aspect of of the film. But then it's also a really genuinely good slasher movie. Uh, yeah, on top of that, and then yeah. of course, like with most horror movies. Uh, Charlie Vincent as Aaron. Uh, I don't even. I don't, I don't even call her an underrated final girl. I think at this point, uh, a lot of people uh, love her. Uh, oh yeah, in this role, and uh, and I, what makes her so good in this is that you believe that like she's so unassuming at first, like she doesn't give off you know any uh, inkling that you know she has all of these skills that you eventually see that she has <laughs> uh, in the film. Um, so she can play this kind of like kind of innocence, and then also you totally believe uh, this kind of tough and determined, very smart, uh, strong uh, individual who is at the, takes over uh, when things go awry. And I'm just imagining in my head because like once I mean if you've seen like of course there will be spoilers. This movie is kind of old, so you're yeah. assuming <laughs> if you listen to this, you've seen it. Um, but I'm just imagining being in like some of their heads and, and and they're watching this girl do what she's doing, and they're like, 
well, fuck. <laughs> like, we weren't expecting a home chick from that was raised in a survivalist uh, compound right. to be at this gathering. Uh, so it's like a really fun, like, curveball. Like, once you watch it, knowing what the twists are, just thinking what could be running through their minds <laughs> as uh, they're watching her do what she does. Yeah, Aaron is definitely a person you want to have in your corner when your home is being invaded by all these killers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like Sharni Vincent is definitely really appealing in the role, like, you know, from the onset. And then, yeah, once once the other shoe drops and you kind of see that she she's maybe done this before, she just she knows what she's doing and she's very resourceful. She's um she's strong, but yeah, she's not like inhuman either. Like she'll definitely right. get injured. But uh, that's what I really like about her. Like, she's a smart, resourceful heroine, but, like, she's, you know, not immune to injury. And pain, so, yeah. They don't make her some, like, right. indestructible, like, Terminator. Like, she's it's not like that. Right. Uh, no. And there are moments where you can tell, like, there is some kind of fear. Like, when the, when she's surprised by certain things that are happening, you know, that she's not expecting, uh, she reacts in a very human way. But then she also sure. is able to kind of, quickly kind of adjust because of like her background but i'm glad yeah I, I agree with you i'm glad that they don't make her uh which i guess could have been fun and it's all right to make her, her some kind of like superhuman <laughs> kind of thing going yeah. on but, I, but i'm glad there they there was like also showing vulnerability and that she is still you know human at the end of the day and yeah uh she's really good at showing that balance and showcasing it so yeah it's a really fun role a really good role for a, a female lead to have and probably you know very memorable one for a lot of horror fans. I know she, uh, the conventions that she's shown up at and stuff, that she's a big hit with a lot of people who love this movie, and it seems like she's really embraced it too mm -hmm. uh, since the movie came out. So that's great to see. It's a it's a really great part, and she plays it very well. Yeah, and the rest of the cast is it's an interesting mix of uh, people like in the I know you don't really say this anymore, but the like the mumblecore. Uh, <laughs> genre like you got your joe swanberg and ty west um but then you also have genre icon uh barbara crampton barbara crampton I mean, yeah yeah, yeah so, um that's a, and it was a big you know i i got to talk to her i think two years ago it was about another yeah. project but like but this got brought up and um and she said she said this in other interviews before like she kind of thought that she was out of this, you know, she had had her run uh, in the eighties and, you know, she was big amongst horror fans and she, you know, was kind of like, Oh, I can have a new life. Like that's, that that's in the past, like whatever. And, you know, they came calling with this and because they respected her work within the genre and really wanted her to do it. And she was, when she talked to me, she credited the movie as really not only just rejuvenating her career, but I guess rejuvenating her drive to want to continue doing, uh, acting and doing these kind of movies so um oh wow uh, so it's really cool that uh they wanted her to be a part of it and and she loved working on it and loved how clever it was and yeah it's always great to see someone like her and i, I loved hearing that story too because she really thought she was out and this really uh mm -hmm. gave her kind of a new lease on like movie life i guess so it was yeah really cool to hear. yeah for sure um, yeah. a little, little different from Reanimator, but uh, yeah, very you know, real different. <laughs> other things, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then for some people that don't know, just in case, I mean, the bare the barebone 
plot. It just it concerns an estranged family under attack by a group of mass assailants during a family reunion. That is just uh, surface level what the movie is because uh, there are a lot of uh, twists and turns uh, in the film. Uh, but I want to know when you first saw it, um, what were your kind of thoughts initially, and did you have any idea what you were kind of getting into before you saw it? Because I kind of went, I went in pretty blind the first time I saw it. So all the surprises were very genuine uh, when I first saw it all those years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really excited about it when I saw like all the reviews back in 2011, and then when it finally yeah came out. No, I mean, I I didn't I didn't know that we were gonna have like this you know unforgettable uh, final girl. I didn't know how resourceful she was gonna be. I mean, I figured that. Um, you know, the twists and the reveals would be within the family, like kind of right. like I knew you you probably couldn't trust some of the family members. But uh, right. no, I didn't. I kind of like you. I went into it blind and I kind of just went along for the ride. Didn't really like guess or point at like, oh, I think it's them or I mean, yeah. yeah. Z, the girlfriend Z is definitely she stands out. She, yeah, well, she like looks the... she looks like she's trouble. I mean, that's the yeah. that's kind of the pro problem when you cast someone that looks like if she's good in the role, but like she right. just looks like she's trouble. Uh, yeah, it, it reminds me of I don't know why I'm blanking on the girl's uh, the character name in Screen Five who turned out to be the other killer other than Richie. But I remember oh. when uh, Am Amber? <laughs> I think, uh, Amber, Amber, yeah, 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 I believe, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I was uh watching that movie i was like she looks like she's up to no good so <laughs> I, I, I i i don't know i don't know like i i mean she yeah. i'm assuming she's at least one of them because she looks pretty menacing so yeah right. yeah but yeah right. with her that yeah, i did think that with uh that girlfriend i was like oh man it's one of them at least <laughs> that's For possibly sure. in on it yeah yeah and then, then of course uh felix <laughs> felix the the youngest son I mean, that's his yeah. girlfriend. So yeah, they're in on it. And then they hired, is it three? Three guys? I, yeah. Yeah. To, uh, and, uh, you know, to invade the home. Right. Um, and all of the masks are very, uh, I hate, I hate yeah, saying the word iconic, but iconic. <laughs> well, well, they're definitely um, a huge part of the, like, they, I mean, a huge part of the marketing and like, you know, a huge yeah. identifier of the movie. So no, I, yeah. I agree with you. It really, yeah. uh, they really are, uh, and like effective. Not like totally scary, but definitely effective and like yeah. memorable. Like you, you definitely sure. remember them once you see it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, um, yeah, but I and I love all the booby traps that uh, Aaron puts together. Oh, reminded like me a, of like Adult Home Alone. <laughs> right, right. But even reminded she she even reminded me of um, Nancy Thompson from Oh Nightmare, Nightmare on Street. Yeah. yeah, like putting the whatever the big um hammer up oh, that the accident yeah <laughs> yeah she was yeah. like the like the beam down with all the nails and so like when they come into the house like someone will step right up, like yeah right yeah she's uh the best kind and it's so over the top that it's hilarious too i mean the, <laughs> the what they what she kind of comes up with um mm -hmm. but yeah i do i do love uh the setup and uh, the execution of what she sets up for them and then for also sure. The not even you know even the no holds barred like she kills the one guy and I just love how they're just looking because they're just so surprised that not only did she kill the guy but she like pounds the dude's head in like she basically like grinds his head in and when, they, when it's all done <laughs> when it's all done they're looking like 
Yeah, and their brains like, where the fuck she learned how to do this? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know so exactly. Like, I know exactly <laughs> the scene you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love, and I love how they it, it it starts with her doing that, and it cuts to the scene with her and her boyfriend, which is like very like kind of tender, quiet scene between them as a couple, and again showing that how tender and sweet she kind of is, and then cutting back to that and being like, oh, like there's something up with this girl too. Like she's definitely not just that girl that we just saw in that flashback or the girl that we met as soon as she you know they get to the right. house like she yeah she's got she's got taken level skills <laughs> and then i uh, right and then i guess we should say her boyfriend of course is in on it as well yeah so she kind of uh, turns on him at the end yeah and a really kind of fun reveal on that i love the the answering the phone and her not saying anything and then realizing though yeah I, mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about it too because like i like when i was asking you like uh what you thought of it when you first saw it? I think my first initial thought I was like, "All right, there's someone in the family that's doing this." Um, yeah. But I think when I first watched it, I only thought that maybe it could be one or t- two people. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, just one. I wasn't thinking about like multiple people in the family setting anything yeah. up. I thought there would be like one bad apple that kind of was like something's owed to me, like whatever the whatever the reasoning would be. So I was just looking for that. So when it ends up being like, you know, multiple people. Uh, because this family is just so fucked up. Um, yeah. it is a really good, like, genuine surprise, though. Uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you see it happen, I'm actually glad that it kind of works out that way. Where definitely not what you it, it, it's interesting, it does what you expect because you're like, okay, it has to be someone within the family, but then you're yeah. like, oh, well, then like, not just one person, though. So, there and lies like some more surprises, like, along the way. Yeah, but I definitely, I definitely didn't see, I actually. Looking at it now, when I when I rewatched it for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's hard it's hard to like watch it without knowing like oh yeah of course I know that uh, her boyfriend's involved, but watching it now I was like yeah he does act kind of cagey and weird uh, like when he's suggesting like oh I can go run out and she's like oh, I'll go with you, he kind of makes excuses about why she can't go and he'll just go do it like when I'm watching it now I'm like oh yeah homie is acting really weird he's definitely, <laughs> definitely but when I first watched. But when I first watched it, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, like, you know, he could just, I thought he was like maybe just protecting her. And he's like, you know, you look out right. for them and like, I'll go do this. It doesn't make sense for both of us to go and something happens right. to both of us. You know, that's what I thought when I first saw it. Never yeah. even thought to suspect him. Yeah. Like he decided to finally grow a pair. <laughs> and like yeah. maybe yeah. save the day. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, and I love that lie. Uh, he's like, oh, like, I'm sure he'll be all right. Like he's, uh, basically implying that he's tough or whatever or he can take care of himself yeah. and she was like uh well no he can't but thanks <laughs> it's like she like yeah, immediately yeah. like kind of dismisses that <laughs> as like uh i don't know who you i don't know who you know but the guy i know cannot take care of himself and uh, right. just, uh, an example of like another funny line mixed in with all this like carnage like the kind of dark humor that comes up in the movie that really works well and i think it's really hard to balance horror comedy sometimes where it's you mm-hmm. have to either one thing will be good, like the horror and the comedy will fall short, or vice versa. And right. this does a good job of like both elements working really, really well together without like it yeah. feeling like awkward or like you know, forced. Right. Yeah. Like the dialogue is really biting and the line deliveries just make it even more perfect. But yeah, yeah. as you said, like that balance is is very perfect. <laughs> and I can't yeah. even think of another yeah. word because um, like you're still you're still tense. But uh, yeah. yeah, whenever there's like some humor, a drop of humor, it it, uh, it kind of takes a quick relief out of the yeah. suspense. But... 
Yeah. And some of it is like super dark. Like, you know, I can see he's like yelling uh, her guy down next to his dead mother. Mm. And she wants and she wants to like basically have, have sex, sex with him right next right. to his dead mother. And he's just like, oh, like, what's wrong with you? And she yeah. says yeah. like <laughs> very matter of factly, like, you never want to do anything interesting. <laughs> he's just like, I <laughs> he's like, I can't do this right now. And like that, I mean, I, yeah. stuff like that. It that kind of humor cuts really well and mm-hmm. still didn't take me out of it. Like it is a very absurd thing that like kind of throw in there, but still right. just the nature of works. the movie at that point is established and you just like you accept it and it works. Yeah. Right. And there's some really gnarly kills in this, like with the the blender. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, my favorite one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think doesn't she doesn't she say like when uh Crispin, Crispin, Crispin asks yeah, yeah. where Felix is. She's like, "Oh, I, I killed him with a blender." Nonchalantly, yeah, yeah. Because you know, at that point, she's like, "Yeah, I don't need to like perpetrate with you. I know what's going on with you too." Uh, and right. it's also good you want characters like that to get their comeuppance because they're so Awful. fucked up. Yeah. And, and you're like, that's what makes that one so satisfying. Even though he's a very um, He's a very interesting character too, because like clearly he wants, he, they want he wants the money, he wants all that. But when he has to kill his, he kills his brother, and then when he talks to the other like other guy like later when she's listening through the like whatever, and he's just like uh like oh uh, like all emotional like I had to kill my brother like you like yeah I had, like like that was like your job and like you you want to you can tell that he wants to detach himself from it like when you know mm-hmm. once they kill the dad and it's kind of revealed like oh look they're they're in on it and he's like basically like jesus christ did you have to do that right in front of me because like, he wants to like, like you know like he has a moral compass now yeah right, yeah yeah right. a, a very a very <laughs> loose a very loose one uh, and he's like uh I, I thought another really fun aspect funny aspect of that character too like it really works and that guy plays him uh perfectly as well because he's a little like smarmy and uh yeah you know, like, yes. uh, yeah yeah he really and also you know also, no one in that family is particularly like tough. They seem like they are just kind of like uh, very entitled, yeah. and uh, oh yeah, and 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 they're very different like versions of entitlement. But it, it's uh, really interesting to kind of see that they they set up this whole elaborate violent plan, but they kind of like want to not be totally a part of it. <laughs> they just kind of you know. Right. <laughs> Sit, sit back and look innocent and just react and then let uh, the people they paid, of course, uh, do all the dirty mm-hmm. work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really like interesting the dynamics and character and because they, of course, could not have done any of that stuff on their own, clearly, because they no. don't even have like no. the real stomach for it. That right, cool. right. Um, I also, we have to bring up the the song um, Looking for the Magic. The Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the yeah. use of that. You know, it's always yeah. on a loop. Um, it's yeah. just this like upbeat song, but there's all this carnage going carnage on. Around. <laughs> yep. And they use it effectively. They use it really effectively. I, I yeah. love when like people use like kind of like songs that don't really like go with <laughs> you're like, oh that's right. Doesn't... Like an ironic, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sure. like what's fun. Yeah. Um what I mean, I mean kind of we brought up the whole it coming out in 2013 like do you think uh, other than uh probably not knowing how to really market it do you think that is the only excuse for like the delay between like you know 2011 and it coming out in late august of 2013 
Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, didn't didn't uh, the cabin in the woods kind of have the same problem, or maybe that was a different situation? Oh, I mean, it it did kind of have it. It did kind of have the same problem, a very similar one where it was done uh, way early. I mean, it ended up yeah. Being, uh, Right, like Chris Hemsworth sure. was what it wasn't even Chris Hemsworth when they made <laughs> right, Cabin in the no. Woods. And like, that, who's that good, handsome guy? <laughs> another good example of like a a horror movie that, that you know sound the shelf and you're like, oh, that could be a like bad news that that doesn't bode well, and then also ended up being very unique and different. Um, For sure, but yeah, similar problem. I I kind of think it it could be, could have been a marketing problem, and I I don't know if they would have had that same problem nowadays i feel like this kind of horror movie probably would have thrived even more in this kind of uh seems like we've had like a renaissance of horror films the last few years that mm-hmm. they they don't really need to like reveal their their complete hand in the marketing and that probably would have benefit uh this movie even more if it came out today like the kind of more s- secretive kind of like this is it just basically it's interesting because you don't want to sell it as like a generic home invasion movie because it will feel right. like every other home invasion thriller. And but you don't want to give away your hook uh, either. Um, and I guess yeah, like I think the they're in a thing. hard spot, tough spot. Yeah. yeah. And then and again, like I, I mentioned earlier, I think it is hard to really do the humor and horror thing and like completely sell that. I know like uh, they're completely different movies, but I remember when I saw Cabin Fever uh, in theaters mm. when that came out. And mm-hmm. the trailers don't give any indication of like how funny that movie actually is. The, the humor in it, and right. I know, I know, um, my friends, some of my friends who saw it hated the humor. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, I yeah. wish it was just yeah. a like a straight, straight up like horror flick." I yeah. ended up liking the humor because I thought it, was, it works really well. But I think it is kind of a tough sell to kind of really make sure you know exactly what movie you're getting. Because some people don't like the bait and switch, um, right? Especially right. in marketing. No, they don't. And horror, yeah. mo- and horror movie, and horror movies are in marketing sometimes are known for the bait and switch, where it's like, oh, I thought I was getting one thing, and this is completely different. And sometimes different can be good for them, and then other times it's like, no, that was too different. And then you end up getting like, you know, that happens with a lot of horror movies that get really good reviews from critics, and then like regular people see them, and they're like, oh, that was. Not it. I was gonna say like <laughs> like a lot of the a lot of the A twenty four movies like Hereditary. I, I'm sure that got like a an F cinema score because score. you know yep. selling it as one thing and then it turned out to be something else and yeah. Um, I think yeah. that happens with stuff like The Witch and like you know, Witch, yeah anything yeah. that yeah that like they're just completely different from what people are expecting. But I but yeah I I love I those movies. Yeah, movies. I I love them too, and I was really happy that. Um, I, I just it, it's just be interesting as like a director and, and as a the writer for something like this to have this sit on it for so long because like you know you do get right. that kind of initial reaction like because it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival and then it played at Fantastic Fest so like a select few people saw it and then like mm-hmm. early reviews come out come out out of that but then you have to wait almost two years for the general public to finally see it yeah and yeah. and they released it at the time like late August is a you know not necessarily a dumping ground, but it's also like I was gonna say, of, yeah, it used it the, used the, to rim, be, the rim is sure. it used to kind of be like yeah, end of August, early September, you know, the the last remnants of summer, um, right. And, but with this one, I guess like the, I mean, only a one million dollar budget, so like it's like hey, like we we're not there's not much that we could lose uh, by giving it a yeah. shot. I, that probably was the best possible time on the calendar too, 
late summer to release it and you know kind of see what happens and it ended up it's doing like pretty pre, well. I mean, that's like that's like pre uh blumhouse the whole blumhouse yeah. model is like you know doing something on a micro budget yeah um, and yeah lionsgate did this uh, speaking of because they did cabin fever as well and they probably okay. know what uh being in that position to like have a horror movie that's a tough sell because it's right, not their right. first time doing it <laughs> and they got lucky with cabin fever too another micro budgeted like horror film ended up making a lot of money this made 26.9 million dollars worldwide by the time it was uh out of theaters on a one million dollar budget so it made money it made its money back um yeah but yeah i, I yeah it's a. Uh, I i do remember when it came out and not feeling the groundswell of like oh i really enjoyed watching that did anyone else see it and it was kind of like uh no <laughs> we, we didn't check it out <laughs> it, was like, it, it was like one of those things that was way later that people were like oh like i really enjoyed that and but that kind of happens with like cult following movies but right i, I, yeah. I kind of wish other people were on the bandwagon with me when it came out because i remember i saw with, like two friends and we tried to see, t- talk about it with other people and they were like oh like i don't <laughs> even know about it and didn't try to see it. Now some of those same people end up watching it later and enjoying it, and they wish they would have watched it in theaters. But yeah, I don't. Even, I remember my theater wasn't that packed for it. It was oh no, a few of us. Yeah, it was a very. Uh, I felt like one of those. It was going to be one of those. Like, well, that came and went, and <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> uh, if if I remember, were... if I remember correctly, when I saw it, I think I saw it on like maybe a Friday. It was probably a Friday night. Um, I I remember the theater like being or the audience in the theater being like very responsive like especially once you get to the climax of the movie and you know Aaron starts taking out everybody and it becomes like this this crowd pleaser for sure um yeah but yeah it's it's too bad that it didn't get um the audience that it deserved you know when it first came out out the gate and yeah because it really it definitely deserved it and um and, and it has a little bit of something for everyone i love that it's the script is super smart it's also mm-hmm. if that if you know if you're not really tied into how smart the script is i mean then it's also got some really fun and effective kills in it too it's it's right. gory but not too bad considering yeah. how it could be um i mean the blender stuff notwithstanding uh but uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but like at, you know they, they save that like, for the end they came for the end because, like, you know, the, even the opening, the opening kill could have been much, uh, the two kills could have been much more graphic. And, you know, but you only have, you only see the aftermath of the girl laying on the floor. And then uh, the guy, you just see the blood spider across the, you know, the mirror that says you're next on it. So all that stuff right. could have been, I think, a lot gorier. Um, I think he kind of chose the right balance of, like, not doing too much. And then, you know, when he needed to, like, let loose, like, towards the end that is when they did it and that's the best possible outcome because i think if you get too much of it you almost become numb to it and it's like oh well, i've already seen something so gross already and then but but yeah by the time you get to that blender kill you're like you're like oh that's the worst <laughs> thing i watched in it that was much deserved uh and well it's more memorable it's more memorable yeah, yeah. definitely 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 and definitely well earned at that point because you're you just really want to see uh him die in the worst possible way. It, it reminds me of uh, I always forget the character's name, but the blonde hair guy in the Friday the Thirteenth remake, who's like an asshole oh. <laughs> of the entire the entire movie. Which is like everyone hates that character, but I was like, you know what? He plays it well, and the, at least yeah. I know the outcome is that character is going to die 
a really a horrible, horrible death, and now we make all that worth it. And he definitely gets a major come up as in that film. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. If you're gonna have yeah. a character that that unlikable, <laughs> then like finish him off in the best possible way. Right. That's a good point. Um, and I love I love that it's a slasher movie with adults rather than teenagers. Not teenagers like. Yeah, I mean, not that that's like anything new, but I like in 2013, I don't know, it was just um, refreshing to have like a family and, you know, rather than these like high school kids. (laughs) And I think I think that also makes the conversations and the the stuff that, you know, before things get completely out of hand, like the the family dynamics and their and their discussions so much more interesting because you are dealing with like adult characters and adult situations. And I, I prefer to kind of not i mean like of course we love like teen like oh, slasher yeah. movies but oh yeah but there's yeah. so many of them and there aren't like a lot like this where uh you're dealing with like adult characters uh with adult problems and yeah. uh that that is a that is a really good point to make because uh it's the slasher genre isn't necessarily known for having characters like this in situations like this before everything you know goes awry and right, right yeah and it's it's so much uh i think it's a very it makes it even more unique you're right and just uh having mature characters in a movie like this now i say mature very loosely because some of them are yeah, you know, yeah. even they're, <laughs> they're even, not even though they're no. even though they're like older of course they, they really aren't but um on the surface you know you think you're experiencing very uh adult mature characters until they start, you know, interacting uh, with each other. Yeah. Like even uh, the obligatory, like opening kill with, you know, the two people having sex, they're adults. And one of whom is uh, Larry Fessenden, another yep. indie filmmaker. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of funny that, um, you know, he gets, <laughs> they have sex and then they get killed. There you go. Life, life <laughs> and, lesson. And, and, <laughs> and it kind of sets the tone. Right. Um, and um, I like that uh, Simon Barrett said that he was inspired by uh, kind of like Agatha Christie, like mysteries a bit, which which you kind of tell because you have all of your main characters like kind of, you know, in tight quarters with each other, Inside, usually in right. the same in the same space. And then, of course, all these things start going wrong. And, you know, since they're all together, you know, you're like, oh, OK, well, is there's like is, there's an outfort, outside force doing this or mm-hmm. is someone within the group you know a part of said plan and you can kind of really tell like in how it's executed that that was kind of the inspiration uh for it a bit uh but adam wingard said the comedy was all uh simon barrett leaned in on it and uh they also said a lot of the uh the dinner scenes like the arguments were improvised and kind of just okay uh, yeah and, and we're just very much so like either the filmmakers throwing out ideas or like even the actors being like well i've had arguments like this with my family and can't we just throw that in there and that's kind of what they did and they just let them riff and i think that's so interesting the that is because it works really well it doesn't feel like it's something that it you know it actually does feel like something that's unscripted they feel like very natural kind of family beefs with each other uh, right yeah and, they're talking and, over each other and yeah it, you know they don't yeah it definitely feels authentic yeah definitely and um as far and as far as like home invasion films go this is probably the most one of the more unique ones i think because this is a kind of this one balance, and i yeah. total balance i guess like another better watch out is another one that kind of uh 
does the home invasion thing and then flips it on its head. Uh, yeah, in a really interesting and fun way with a, with a little home alone. Yeah, with a little home sure. alone thrown there because <laughs> again, because you're not expecting like mm-hmm. this child isn't going to be the one that's in on in on any of this. Right. And, then, and then when it does, uh, you're like, ah, oh, well, there we go. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another gem. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I uh, actually rewatched that again. I, I try to turn yeah. people on to because I know a lot of people said they still haven't heard of it or haven't seen it and right. uh, that's a really solid one and that's pretty much up there with my unconventional christmas movie watching with like black christmas or <laughs> gremlins or or uh krampus or any of that krampus um, right yeah uh yeah so yeah it's a really fun one as well um yeah you know, when you um have you actually been able to turn on other friends to this movie or like have you noticed that just people you know have already been involved with it um, they know about it. I've yeah, I've definitely shown people this movie and they and they and they like it. So that's I feel like I've done my job. Um but yeah, yeah I don't I don't th- I don't think it's like uh you know, it's not mainstream. It's not something that everyone's heard of, but I do try to turn it on to people, recommend it. Cuz I as you said, yeah. like I think it has a little bit of everything. Like even if you don't like horror movies, like it has that comedy, it has that family dynamic. Yeah. I think people can relate to it relate to it yeah so uh yep um it's one it's one that i turned friends on because i i think uh a lot of my friends had seen the guests oddly enough uh mm-hmm. but i think at that point in 20 in 2014 like some of my friends were catching on to like smaller movies uh not necessarily more right. mainstream ones and they really loved that and they were like what else did this guy make? And they're just like, oh, he made this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what? I didn't even know about that. And then they get caught up in the whole like, oh, this was done in like 2011 and didn't come out until 2013. They get mm-hmm. so like lost in like kind of like that part of it that they're just kind of surprised that it didn't hit, you know, out of the gate right away. Right. Um, but, you know, he really, I go back and forth. I mean, I still, I, I mentioned the guest is my favorite of his, um, but then rewatching this for this, I was, uh, Almost, I mean, I haven't watched the guests in a little bit, so I think the your next being fresh in my mind has been like, oh, maybe I like this one a little bit more now. We'll see. Um, yeah, they're both they're both it. they're both like on the same level for me. I love the guests as well. Like, uh, I remember yeah. going into that and not knowing anything about anything, it. blind, <laughs> completely blind. So everything yeah. that happened in that movie, I was completely thrown off. I was like, oh, well, I thought it's going one way, and right, not at all, not at all. Pull the rug under. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, pretty good at that. Um, I wanted to bring up something about the mask because I just was just looking for stuff online while we were doing this. And uh, okay. they asked, why did they choose the animal mask? And uh, Simon Barrett said the animal mask served two points. One is obviously if the movie has a theme, it's what people are hiding on the inside. Charney's character turns out to be much tougher than you think. I like the idea of using the animals to illustrate that. The scariest animal is maybe the lamb, but also you see a film like The Stranger's which I think is an amazing film and the masks look really cool and scary, but you're also like, are these kids fashion majors in the daytime? We wanted something that looked, <laughs> we wanted something that looked cool and iconic like that, but seemed real. Adam's big on everything feeling real in terms of the characters. And it was hard to believe that the, your next characters were sitting at home, spending weeks designing their masks. So like, I guess I'm having something that was simple, but effective and not something that would take a ton of time uh, to put together. That's actually a really yeah. interesting 
to, yeah, I, I even think about that. Think about the stranger's mask. Like, oh, they look cool, but like, why would they put so much time into like? Uh, <laughs> it's a crafting them. Uh, I mean, I mean, you yeah. never see their faces, so yeah. Every they really put a lot of effort into. That's that. the cool thing about it. it too. There's no yeah. hint of like their faces in it. Like yeah, it really it just, like, doesn't like, even matter. Features. Yeah, yeah, right. and uh, and there's moments where like it. The, the the image of them is pretty scary like when uh when barbara Crandon is laying in the bed crying and then like the one is like right next to her bed and it's just like creeping up uh in the dark i mean it's a really effective scene an effective moment i really thought that it yeah. works uh really right. well and they do they like like i love that there is there's a simplicity to it but they really work and i know you want to use the word iconic but i think at least in, amongst <laughs> the horror community they might be uh pretty iconic i you know if you were to right dress up like that for halloween someone would know who you were oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah somebody <laughs> someone someone would get it you'd have to explain to maybe 80 percent of your friends like what you were doing but another 20 percent would get it for sure <laughs> and then uh and then they talked about um how long it took them to how they found an actress to play aaron and then adam said that sharni is the movie basically it was pretty scary going into the audition process because we didn't find anyone else that even remotely was able to get what we were going for. And for the most part, everybody that was coming in there was coming in there with exactly what we did want. They were coming in with cutoff shorts and their shirt tied around their chest and they're posing and acting tough. And it was just completely wrong. And Sharni comes in and it was just a badass. And that's what we needed. Someone who personified the character and was that character. The other aspect of that was that the character has to be likable beyond being a badass because it's a double-edged sword. We have to draw you in because she's a real person and then make the mm -hmm. switch believable and coherent with the whole arc of the character. And I felt like we just got really lucky with Charlie. That's interesting too, that so many girls walked in like, you know, yeah, in their best in their best tank top and, uh, and like, you know, try to like act the, up right, and... like what you would expect, <laughs> right? Like uh, yeah. Jessica, Jessica Beale from Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Were you um, before it's revealed that uh, she grew up, you know, in this survivalist compound? Like, did you yeah. have any thoughts when you were watching the movie? Like, okay, what is this girl deal? Deal? Like, you're like, did she, did she go to prison or <laughs> what? So what's going on uh, with her background? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I first watched it, I I don't really remember what my thoughts were, but uh, I mean, I I bought I bought that that's what it was like like when we when you had me on for the texas chance i'm asking we talked about how yeah. jessica veal was able to uh start the engine like hotwire it yeah yeah and remember she said yeah. like she had a she had uh what she was oh, in juvie she's, or she, she had oh, she, big no brothers. yeah she, they do it they do it twice so she picks the lock <laughs> and she's and, and then i think aaron is one is oddly enough is looking at her like or uh the other characters looking at her and she just goes like big brothers and you're like okay i guess that yeah. explains how you can pick a lock and then when she's doing the hot wire in the car she's like well how'd you learn how to do that it's just like a throwaway like, like juvie <laughs> so <laughs> i went i went along with that i went along with that but i think in your next that exposition was um it was more believable like i, I sharni that's yeah. also sharni vincent like selling it um yeah i mean yeah why not <laughs> she yeah. she grew up that way <laughs> Yeah, and you know it, it, and and that's a different. And this is not a dig against Jessica Biel. Okay? This is a, this is oh, an no. example, that, and it's an example yeah. that we're using. But yeah. there, it's more of a script thing too. There's a combination of like two things. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even when I saw that in theaters, those two scenes like made me laugh because <laughs> I was like, all right, we have to explain how uh -huh. a girl knows how to do this. And like, you know, I just was like, whatever. Uh, but in this, it 
the it's the delivery and just how it's placed where it's placed in the movie and right it's and you're right she sells it and it's and not much more has to go into explaining it uh yeah and it's just i mean i think it's a few lines I think it's, of a dialogue yeah i think it's the best explanation that we could have gotten like i mean i don't yeah. know how else you know she'd have all these skills but <laughs> yeah um yeah but, i mean worked. it's enough to be like yeah and like and i'm glad you know too much exposition would have killed it right. um and i remember at first i was worried when i first saw the movie because we were getting all those flashbacks i was like i don't need a flashback of her growing up <laughs> on the combat because oh. <laughs> I, I was like uh, i was like don't do that and i'm glad they didn't do it because i i don't think you needed uh too much explanation it was just right. fine just enough uh, yeah just enough the way it was uh i think anything more than that would have been kind of cheesy uh for sure completely yeah i agree but yeah, but yeah, it does come down to having a very believable actress uh, play the role, and she is very uh, convincing in the role too, and completely sells it. I do love that idea that she just walked in; it was like that. And but even like, but it's also in her look; she has a natural warmth to her too. Um, she doesn't. She, does. she doesn't look necessarily like she would kick your ass. So that's like I think that's right. the there lies the appeal. But when then she does, you believe it though. Like there is, mm-hmm. like there isn't mm-hmm. so much in the look where it's like, oh, she's too this. You, I don't buy it. You totally buy it when it flips, like when it, you know, when she has to do what she needs to do, and it's almost so right away. I mean, like once those arrows start like shooting through the windows and stuff, and you, it's it's she does it so naturally that you almost don't even think to go like, why does she know like how to like, yeah, you stay down, you do this, you do that. You're just like, all right, you know, maybe she's just just smart, and she's like, hey, I and good in the crisis. There's no mm-hmm. other, uh, you don't question it really. And I, it, it, like, it's all organic and natural, which I liked about it. Like when so many, you know, audience members like yell at the screen and like, be like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like, yeah. uh, Aaron is like the, the perfect version of, you know, what we want to see. Like she's making smart decisions, but as I said before, like, she's not, she's not superwoman. Or Wonder Woman, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, and, uh, you root for her, and you know she'll come yeah. out on top. Yeah, and she ends up in, and I and I like that she's, you know, I mean, all a lot of our horror movie final girls are strong and uh, in very different ways. Right. Um, but I'm glad it's not. It wasn't just in the traditional sense. There wasn't, you know. I'm glad you I know you mentioned Nancy Thompson, but I'm glad it's just not like a carbon copy of that. I'm glad I'm no, glad it wasn't just right. a, a carbon copy of like Laurie Strode or mm-hmm. anything like or not even like someone like Sydney Prescott too. Like they're all different, they're all very different yeah. uh final girls and display a different like kind of or a strength. And strength, uh, yeah. and I think it's important to have different types of them because you know what makes someone like Sydney so believable and I and what's cool in that franchise which is very rare is that you got to watch her from a teenager till, you know, she was a woman uh, as an adult, a fully formed adult. And mm-hmm. you kind of see all this kind of vulnerability in her and different shades of her, but also beneath all that, uh, uh, you know, a certain amount of strength, but there's also, you know, her dealing with the trauma of like the stuff that she's gone through. So they're all very different. Laurie Strode's very different, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know the original Halloween and stuff like that too. So I, I love having the representation of like all these different types of women that make it to the end of these movies. Um, 
But also, I think at, by 2013, to have someone as badass as this one was, um, right. to kind of to kind of see that and have it not be forced and have it be so natural, and mm-hmm. uh, and not feel like oh, like they're kind of putting me on. I don't buy it. Um, that I mean, good direction, good writing. But yeah, again, I know it sounds like we we are singing the praises of Charlie Vincent, but it really is just her ability as an actress to really sell that part. And I think it also helps too when you're making something like that. You don't know it's going to be an iconic role. Maybe you're just you know it's just another part. And uh, and I don't know. I don't know if it's partly. It could be half and half. Partly like what she does with it, and then what the viewers after they watch it, what they put on it, and what they kind of put on that Mm -hmm. character, and what that character means to them, and why that, and then why that character ends up lasting, uh, you know, for a really long time. Because I've seen this character pop up in a lot of. Uh, uh, list of uh, like kind of the best final, final girl list. list, yeah, yeah final girl list, and uh, well deserved uh, to be there too because she, you know, definitely one of the best. Uh, I wish we could have, I mean, I would love to have gotten more of her. I, I, I did, and this is not something that necessarily needs a sequel. I know they've, they've talked about yeah. it before, but I would have loved to have seen her again. And this kind of environment, like, like kind what, like what happens after what happens after the, at the end. Yeah, <laughs> at the end, yeah. Which you know, and 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 to me, the ending is so perfect, and like because that is, the movie has already like played played its hand. You know what it is. Um, you already right. know like what the kind of absurdity and the kind of jokes that are like hidden beneath all this like fucked up stuff that's going on, and to have it in like that. <laughs> um, I remember it's I like, watched it for this. I was like, I was laughing and I was like, oh, it was just so kind of, <laughs> it's like almost like an uncontrolled, like uncomfortable. I, sh- I don't know if I should be laughing because someone did, someone did gruesomely just get killed, but right. it's just so like over the top and crazy that you just can't help but laugh at it. Yeah. So, somebody that was coming to save them, basically. Yeah. The yeah. Cop. Yeah. The cop. Yeah. Um, to save the day. And, but, you know, all he sees is like, you know, she, right. you know, stab this guy and like you know for all he knows like she's the one that did all this whatever right, and right yeah th- there is a fun kind of like irony to yeah. all of it that, like by the it's like a it's like, like a twisted it's like a twisted punchline that's and then and then you get the foreign or your next title card at the end and then yeah the song. so if, <laughs> and so and so well done too yeah and you know it's like i don't i don't know what kind of outcome i wanted for the indie when i first saw it you know I of course I wanted her to survive because at this point you're like, hey, she has to right. get through all of this. Like you, you know, it wouldn't be wouldn't be great to see her like go or like you know, even with the whole thing with the cop, I was like, well, don't no, please don't like make this a thing where they think she did it and like it goes on beyond that. But it's yeah. probably the best possible way the movie could have ended, <laughs> I guess. Right, uh, right. Yeah, it really it really does work and it really kind of adds to the whole uh, the type of humor that they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sticks the landing completely. Like that was my that was my one worry when I first saw it. I was like, this is going really well. And I could see right. the only thing when that was gonna go wrong. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that would screw this up is if they don't stick the landing and it's like or some really silly explanation of as to you know why uh this is all happening I get I mean you get why, but just how right. are they gonna like wrap it up and especially with uh with her character. I was like don't want to see her die, but I don't think we're going there because they no. the, the movie knows she's a badass, so they're not going to kill her. Um, yeah, that would that would like, be a slap in the face. 
It would definitely be a slap in the face, <laughs> and uh, especially after all she's endured. Uh, and I do, I do like the idea too. Like even, um, and, you know, there's like I said, there's all these themes of like people hiding stuff from each other, like they have uh-huh. secrets and like all that. Um, it's interesting too because you know she does too because when she mentions her story and she says that she grew up in the survivors compound she was like you know Tristan doesn't know this yet I haven't told him this about myself so like you know not that her secret is as not nearly as bad as his but it's like right. this whole <laughs> of course but like I love that that's an underlying theme for everyone like she's also like hiding this thing about her um yeah, you know, that he probably great, would he probably point. would have known to have loved to known about before he invited her <laughs> to, uh, yeah to this uh, to this elaborate scheme because like he did not want he did not want to bring anyone that could hold their own and fight <laughs> and ruin, ruin their plan yeah i'm trying to think of like <laughs> about all the other characters so like even the mom isn't the mom and like is she popping pills pills yeah she, yeah she's all yeah, they're all yeah. kind of mixed up um, yeah they're all kind of dealing with their own uh, uh, thing. I, and uh, then the, yeah. the one brother mentions that, like, uh, uh, the thing with the cell phones. And he was like, oh, I heard from this, like, one person, like, you know, you could, like, something we do with the blocking or whatever. And then the one uh, one brother lying on the ground with the arrow in his back is basically <laughs> like, oh, it's like, you would know something like that. Like, you, like, you would, like, you would, like, have, like, kind of, like, shady characters that know something about this. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, yeah, they're all kind of, like, really not who they say they are are yeah the whole the whole thing the whole thing with joe swanberg's character with the arrow in his back that could have that could have played like silly it's very it's very slapsticky and weird yeah 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 i mean it (laughs) is silly but it works it just again like that tone is just just right uh <laughs> like even when he goes when he tries to go outside again and, and the arrow gets stuck on the wire that just killed his yeah. sister. Like <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, speaking of really great kills, um Yeah. Because I love the setup. I love again, it displays the comedy, does her like one wanting to prove herself as like because they're right. all I just I because in this whole chaos of like, should we go outside? Should we do this? Should we run for help? There's this argument about who is the fastest runner and who can yeah. do like in the I family, right? Yeah. I ran track. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that, it's it's <laughs> all funny and all well and done. And and she, you know, wants to like tell she wants to prove herself. And like this whole like slow motion like start like she's really gonna like you know in your mind that she's of course not gonna book it like something's gonna happen. Yeah, but to you, have it be I... that. <laughs> Is like, yeah, I, I thought one of the killers was just gonna be like out with like a, a mallet just, like, or dude, something, yeah, 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 and just whack yeah. her, yeah. And, and then I'm you see that, that fine wire, oh, wire around the neck. And again, another good way that Charlie Vincent plays it because when that happens, she looks genuinely shocked, <laughs> like, she doesn't look like, right. oh, right, I can handle this, I've seen this. It's kind of like, right, no one, she wasn't expecting that, and you know, of course, they've. Booby tra- well, you know what? They booby trapped the house, but I wonder how much the brothers like knew how much carnage would actually happen because they seem so detached from everything that's going on. Um, but of course, they pay these people to set this up and do it. But like, yeah, I I do love that she looks at it too and just like fuck. Like, I wasn't that was crazy yeah. and and uh, also played very well by Barbara Crampton, who does a good job of like it's almost like a fine balance, like overacting. It's not too bad. <laughs> but right, it's like, right. but, it, but it still works. Like she feels like she is like a grieving mother. You know, yeah. just you know, watched her daughter 
get nearly decapitated by a fine and wire. somebody's probably uh, in the house so i'm gonna go lay down <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can go alone alone like I, I like how they don't even suspect that maybe one of them is in the house especially after know. you know because she's the one that's been hearing all the bumps uh going on right the, the chandelier like, shaking the chandelier she thinks like she's like oh someone's in the house someone's in the house so the fact that uh uh she is doing that is you know that she's like oh yeah i'm just gonna go lay down and they kind of play on that too when they are like you know you should go check on your dad and of course you know the dad ends up being killed and then when they come back downstairs and she's like how's your dad he was like oh he just needs to like sleep it off (laughs) and and they're like oh okay (laughs) like (laughs) i can't i can't even tell at that point if she I guess she doesn't suspect anything. She's just like, all right, maybe he does. No, um, yeah. She doesn't really play her hand either. Like that, she might know that that, that was kind of weird. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny that, that she was like <laughs> accepts it. <laughs> like, all right, guys, that's what you would do during a home invasion is go off alone and sleep in your room <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, no, and I no, like uh, all stick together. <laughs> right, and I like even though like once the movie does show its hand like you know that uh z and felix are a part of this like you're still tense it's like you know the movie doesn't like fall apart like i love that scene where um aaron is like building those um the like the the blocks of of wood with the nails nails in it yeah yeah and she has z working with her doing that and yeah z comes up behind her and then she turns around, Aaron turns around, and, she, yeah. and then he just hands it to her. Hey, yeah. Hands it to her. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. this little moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because at that point, because at that because that point we know that she's in on that she's in on it. Right. And right. uh and how that's gonna play out. Yeah, I was like cracking up during that part too, because it's like, oh, she's gonna she's trying to like find a moment to just like thwack her baby. Uh-huh. She's like, no, nah, I, I won't yep. be able I won't I won't be I won't be able to do it. So here, here you go. Um <laughs> and then I also love just as a character moment because like she's in on it, but she's she's like I need to know probably like where the hell did you learn how to do all this? <laughs> like, you know, just yeah. for my own personal that's benefit, right. because like, yeah. I feel like that's, some, yeah, I still, that, that is my favorite thing about it is this elaborate plan. And like this guy's bringing, you know, his new girlfriend, which I, which makes him even more of an asshole that he, would, <laughs> I mean, like they would still go through it knowing that you're bringing this new girl <laughs> to, you know, that doesn't want to be, didn't do anything right she's not like she's not a part of the family she has no prior beef with the family she's not one of the relatives where you have like this dissension with like you you're bringing this person into this mix knowing that this is going to happen but i guess assuming that like if stuff does happen she'll end up just kind of croaking with the rest of them it won't be like a big deal right. I, I mean i don't know and i mean I, does, I love doesn't that. he say at the end like you weren't going to be hurt or something. Yeah, I mean, he does it, but I think, not that we believe him. Believe but. him. So yeah, yeah. I was like wondering, like, do you like? Because at that point, it's like desperation hour, right? He needs to say what he needs to yeah. say to. Yeah. Uh, and I, you do kind of wonder that that, that what is he being honest? Is he like, oh, like you were never going to get hurt? Not that you know, fucking arrows are flying through the window. Like she would possibly <laughs> right? get hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would yeah. possibly get hurt. And then he tries to like you know offer her a cut of the money. Which at that point, you know, because everyone else involved is like deceased would be a just an even split between the two of them, and she's kind of like, she's like, she what, takes at this point, what kind of, yeah, yeah, what kind of person <laughs> do you think I am? No, I'm gonna fucking kill you for even putting me in this uh, mm-hmm. position. All right, 
yeah, I that I think that's hilarious. Uh, it's always like I said, it's always fun to watch movies like once you know what the twists are, and then like kind of wondering like again yeah. at this point, like all right, watching all the other characters and like, do they give anything up? Like, do they kind of show right. like that that something's up? And the only one I can think now is is that character is Crispin who. Uh, when I'm watching it recently, like for this, I was like, oh yeah, there's something off about him. The other ones just seem like they're just spoiled and, you know, entitled. Yeah. And yeah, and he doesn't really totally give off that vibe. He's, uh, and, you know, especially in like the, the dinner scenes that they're having, it's the other ones that come off a bit more like that, which I guess they do that, that job with him to make him more seemingly likable than the rest of his family. Comparably. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, t- so you don't suspect, like the boyfriend like you that you're supposed to in most of these movies um but yeah it's a really it's just a really fun uh little mystery that i glad i didn't figure out when i first saw it i'm i was happy to be surprised uh, other than mm-hmm. z i mean only because only because the look only <laughs> right right only because she looks like uh she's plotting something she's like smoking <laughs> um, a cigarette when when the mom yeah. first meets her like you know she's, her, yeah. She's up to no good. <laughs> yeah and i guess the cool thing too is that you know that she's up to no good but this could also be like Hey, you know, I don't really. It's a whole. It's just a whole dynamics between all of them already are so weird that's that right. you just kind of buy yeah. it, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, I I mentioned the sequel thing uh, initially, uh, and I got I think there was something I was looking up about why they did want to do one. Uh, but would you want? Like I guess some people, some movies don't need one, and there wouldn't be much to do yeah. other than if you, other than you, other than to follow her, uh, Charlie Vince, uh, Aaron's character, or even mm-hmm. like I don't think a prequel would work too because that might be too cheesy with her character. But yeah, uh, I'm just wondering what you could possibly do. Or you know, I'm I'm happy having a standalone movie like this. Yeah, I think but, I think your next is best as like as a one off. Like I'm not a screenwriter, but if if there is a great screenwriter i mean simon barrett could probably come up with a great idea that would feel you know like a good extension or a prequel but it probably wouldn't yeah. even feel like you're next like i mean are they gonna have another home invasion like i don't know yeah it would be it would probably be a little too different i mean which is fine right yeah uh, but yeah if they but, came uh, up yeah. with a great idea sure um i just pulled something up here too uh they thought about wanting to do it and they said even though the movie made 26 million dollars worldwide and the budget was pretty uh small lionsgate was expecting a bit more from the movie um mm-hmm. and uh, uh let's see simon barrett actually said we're uh we're working we're hoping to work with uh your next actress shawnee vincent again soon on something so maybe we'll call her character Aaron in that film and people can try to figure out what her <laughs> intervening decade must have been like the full answer to why there was no your next two is after your next sold but before it was released in theaters which was a two-year process due to some oh, corporate changes at lionsgate so there we go at that uh, time yeah we talked a bit about making a sequel if the film was successful i think we had some cool ideas but like with the guests your next was never originally intended to have a sequel we were excited to make one if there were any interest but i never actually wrote anything down and i just bounced some ideas around and then the movie flopped and I was glad I hadn't done any actual work on a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> it's weird to call that a flop, though. It turned yeah. off it. I mean, I it made so it opened uh, when it opened in uh, 
the U.S. and Canada. It opened at a $7 million opening weekend. It made $18.4 million in the States. And then, of course, $26.8 million worldwide. It's a $1 million budget, though. I mean, I don't know what else they were kind of expecting from it. Um, I think today, they, you'd probably be like, yeah, that's perfect. Let's do another one. That's our, We're happy with that result. Money talks. But, I mean, even if it wasn't like a box office success, like... It was a critical success. I think it has a f- uh it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, 70, 70, 79% uh f- fresh rating on there you Rotten go. Tomatoes with uh, out of uh, hundred uh, with 162 reviews uh counted. Um audiences on opening day, uh, the cinema score was a B minus, which I you know what not I'm not gonna call that a bad one because it could have been worse for a, yeah. a horror movie with great reviews like this. Um yeah. Um and I guess it'd be the cult. I mean, I, I imagine it probably did well enough in like with DVD, Blu-ray sales and all that, like being mm-hmm. a cult hit. Like, yeah, so word of mouth. It is weird. Yeah, it is weird to label it a flop. I like. I mean, I personally wouldn't call it a financial flop, but like, I don't. I yeah. kind of don't know what they could have much more they could have been expecting from it, though, because like even uh, I mean, I know that we love it, but there's something about it too that doesn't feel like too much like a mainstream horror film either. Like, it feels like it would find like it's it select audience and they would help it grow. But yeah, it doesn't feel like something that would appeal to just everyone on the offset. Cause again, it's very offbeat. And, uh, and again, sometimes dark humor doesn't land with certain people. And right. So, but yeah. I, yeah. It definitely has an offbeat sense of humor, but it also doesn't have like any really like big names. I mean, not that Barbara camp yeah. is not a big name, but you know, she, it's more of like a niche, like yeah. people, no, the, no box office genre. draws. No, more, yeah, no. Uh, more box. No, no box office draws. Little uh, unknowns. Uh, you have some genre, uh, kind of classic people in it, like Barbara Crampton, but you know, not selling any tickets. Nothing against her. That's just like most people. Right. I think no, if you were to ask, no, no, no. If you were to ask most people who she is, they'd be like, um, but you know, ask us, and we could rattle off a lot of her filmography. Uh, so it's yeah. You know, sometimes you get lucky when there's a cast of unknowns in a horror film like this, and it does really well. Um, but I don't think I, I really don't think Lionsgate really tried to sell it as a mainstream horror film. And this is after yeah. The Strangers, right? So this is, uh, yeah. I feel like it could have piggybacked off that. I mean, I know it was a few years after that, but um, it could have had similar marketing. I think that would have been really misleading, though. Um, in the end, yeah, I think when I think when they marketed it. Like in the trailers, it did kind of give a strangers vibe a little bit. Like when you see Barbara Crampton uh, in the kitchen and you see the reflection of one of the animal masks, like in the, yeah. Um, And just like the whole basic home invasion premise. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so different from the strangers because that's so bleak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) That's an understatement. That's one word. That's one word to put it. Um, I, recall seeing that movie and i love the strangers because i think yeah i actually think it i actually think it deserves another movie that's on the shelf for a while before it came out and a lot of these movies oh, have that in common right. um but again brilliantly marketed and then i just love the execution i i'm surprised that it doesn't that doesn't have a fresh rating on tomatoes and the imdb yeah. score isn't all that great either i but it but i still think it's one of the scariest movies yeah, from that time freaks period. me out. Freaks me out. And, yeah, <laughs> and it works really well. But yeah, when you say bleak, and I appreciate the ending, I'm all for like, yay. I mean, all endings don't need to be happy. 
uh, the heroes don't always have to win. But yeah. once you, you watch these two people go through shit the entire movie, and then to realize that they're not going to make it through that shit, <laughs> and they're both going to yeah. die, and they're like, oh, yeah. well, it's a Debbie Downer <laughs> of a horror movie. Which, you know, again, sure. again they, this being the total opposite of that, right? I mean, because by the end of this, even though it does end the way that it does, uh, it, it's still kind of, it's still funny. And there's like, you know, there's like, she's, all the people that need to be dispatched are. Um, are. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you still got her. <laughs> and, right, uh, right. And, it's and she, pro- and she probably makes it. She probably makes it. Yeah. Right? I'm assuming she, I'm, I'm going to, uh, for my personal, uh, in my, yeah. my, that movie in my brain, after those credits roll, she survives. Right. She's she's uh, limping. Know, she's limping away. Don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how she's gonna the the dead cop and all that. And if there's gonna be, <laughs> they're gonna look into if they're gonna look into what happened at that house thoroughly uh, via law enforcement. Right. But I right. I want to believe that she survived. And uh, uh, yeah, because you don't really know much about her life pre other than she what they what she tells them or tells mm-hmm. Z that you don't know much about her life before she meets the boyfriend. So where she ends up next is like a, also it's a little fun little mystery. It's just like how much of her life, uh, you know, she got out of that and escaped from it. But like how much of her life is like really true or what did she kind of just put together just to have like a relatively normal life? Cause like the way she grew up isn't normal. So like, no, it's, no. it's like, where does she go from there? So that, yeah, yeah there's a lot of interesting things next. I would love to know about Aaron. Uh, uh, post. <laughs> And yeah, you know, like I don't need a sequel, I guess, but maybe no, maybe write like a graphic novel or something. Or there you go. <laughs> continue. Can you continue. Can you continue the story and like even in written form? I don't care. I just want to know where she ends up. Or yeah, because that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I would want to believe that she. Uh, once you watch characters go through all that, it's like yes, please. You got up. You limped away. You figured it out. Right, <laughs> At the end of the right. day. Um, and like you said, the reviews are pretty good. Uh, Vanity Fair enjoyed it. Said uh, your next was one of the more entertaining horror pictures of the last ten years. Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus and praised uh, Wingard's candy knack for leavening his characters' gory demises with sick laughs uh, and clever Rube Goldberg twists. Razor Sharp Piano Wire hasn't been used this well since 1999's <laughs> audition. That's a really uh, oh wow yeah. <laughs> And someone said it's like ordinary people meet scream and describe the final <laughs> shot as deliciously twisted. Uh, Slant magazine gave the film four stars, stating that it brazenly murders the home invasion thriller with the dysfunctional family dramedy uh, to great effect. Um, some uh, bad reviews. The St. Louis Post Dispatch said the film was unoriginal. Uh, the Miami <laughs> Herald panned the film, calling it practically insulting and dubbed the premise idiotic. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter wrote that the that wrote that the film's characters were mostly unsympathetic, and that more humor would have improved the film. There's a lot of humor in the movie, though. So I guess it's your own. Uh, uh, the New York Star Ledger, in a review for the Portland, uh, Oregon, said that gave the film a C plus rating, agreeing it was unoriginal and uninventive, comparing it to The Purge and The Last House on the Left. And uh, the USA Today gave your next negative review, describing it as repetitive and saying that it did not have a purpose. Um, what do you have to say about any of those negative reviews? Because some of them don't really make a lot of sense. Wow, so, I think they need to re-see them. I think they need to rewatch the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, wow, they are not so fans. Too. 
Um, yeah. I mean, the one the one criticism, like, it's not original. Like, there are only so many stories to tell. Like, is it doing anything game-changing, like, on its face? No. Yeah. It's a home invasion movie. But right. I think with all those components, like, you know, the cast and the tone, like, the tightrope uh, tone yeah. that they have, and just, I don't know, I... I think in that respect, it makes it original. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, and, and and I think like yeah, I guess the home invasion angle is familiar, and family yeah. doing bad members of family doing it for money is familiar. But I think what makes it unfamiliar is you throw someone like Aaron in the mix, and you know that is what's not wholly like something you've really seen before. And I also yeah. think uh, I I mean I haven't. Me other than like we mentioned better watch out and it was just after that like i've never really seen a lot of home invasion thrillers that walk that fine line with the comedy too i mean they hear that someone said that it needed more laughs uh to be uh, i think it would have been a different movie <laughs> yeah that yeah because if they would have gone too over the top it would have ruined it they found the right balance i think in the humor and, it, and it's all in like an occasional witty line or in the way that someone dies or but right. it's not like I, i'm glad it doesn't beat you over the head uh no. with it and that is uh i think it's best uh asset actually and i thought we were past like the criticism of like unsympathetic characters like <sighs> yeah i don't I need i don't need there. i don't need likable characters like they need to be interesting but they don't need to be yeah. likable <laughs> yeah i i'm not a fan of that either i i get the whole the need to oh you want one person to latch on to that is likable right. that you want to be like you to but if that's not the kind of movie you're making um i can support that too so if i'm if yeah. everyone in the plot of your film if i'm watching a movie with very unlikable unsavory people then make them as more make them as unlikable and unsavory as you can make them because that what that's what the movie is right. um i used i used to watch uh how to get away with murder and i remember my friends who did like that show um always talked about how like there's no one to root for i hate i hate that there's no one to root for like everyone's like all fucked up and messed up and i was like well then whatever that's the that's the show <laughs> uh, and honestly if you did watch the show thoroughly they were unsavory and some of them unlikable but they all had reasons for kind of being that way that yeah. made them a little bit more nuanced than just like you know them being evil people um but some people don't take the time to like really watch that but i i agree i thought we were beyond that time too i don't need right everyone to be nice i mean again this like is this. probably this is probably that review is probably written back in 2013 maybe yeah 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 but, but still <laughs> yeah i agree um and also total film placed aaron uh at number one on their list of 50 most badass female horror leads and entertainment weekly placed aaron at number 13 on this list of the best horror heroines in film ever uh so yes she has certainly left her mark um, I, I, I mean, we did, we mentioned other people in the cast too, but I, who it's a it's a really fun ensemble. But it like I, I yeah. think they said that in that interview that she is the movie. Uh, you ha you are you have to be all in with her and invested with her for it to for it to all work. Mm -hmm. And um, and she really does. I mean, I I had never seen her in anything before when I first saw this movie. I, I wasn't familiar with her at all. She was in um, Step Up 3D. <laughs> Oh, there that's, that is why yeah. that's why I didn't know who she was. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what's you know what's funny? That's the only one I haven't seen. I I, I don't know how I, I I've seen stuff up, <laughs> stuff up too. 
and then I don't know why I didn't see 3D, but then I saw Step Up Revolution, which is after that one, right? Uh, that's I funny. They, yeah, yeah, but I did not see 3D, so that's why I did not know who she was. Um, <laughs> now I might have to like just get into that, just like check it out. Yeah, just check it out. Uh, <laughs> that that's hilarious. I had no idea. <laughs> She was also, this was, I think this was after, or no, maybe it came out before your next, but um, she was in that movie Bait, where the supermarket oh, gets flooded from like a tsunami and there's sharks. Another 3D movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her, that's her shit, horror in 3D. Right. Like in the casual dance movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, is she is she the lead in Step Up 3D? She, I, um, I think so. I think oh, it's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at. Oh, I guess. Well, yeah, she's a yeah. Her she plays Natalie, a Natalie's street dancer who is recruited <laughs> to join the house, the House of Pirates. I. Oh wow! And, and don't and don't ask me how I skipped Step Up 3D, and I was willing to see the first two in theaters. I was like, no, nah, not that one. <laughs> and then saw Step, and then saw Step Up Revolution, and then saw the one after that because I think there's five. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Of them. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I was like, I was like trying to figure out what else she was in. I would not have <laughs> pegged that, but that's why you're here. <laughs> All that uh, necessary information. <laughs> oh man, that's great. And then of course, uh, and it's interesting too. Like Ty, like you mentioned, Ty West, uh, yeah, place to reek in this, but you know, yeah. Uh, of course, has gone on to make a lot of his own really great movies, and uh, sure. yeah, including uh the x and pearl can't wait to see oh. what happens with maxine right I need, a, I need i need a trailer like today i need yeah same, same. <laughs> like I, i've never i've never been more teased by something not having a trailer in, right. uh, in my life but yeah it yeah is, since, it is, since you brought up since you brought up ty west uh i love uh, the casting of him and i love that whole interaction with him and um swanberg where yeah. he's like so you show your movies underground underground, underground film yeah. festivals oh my god yeah, that, yeah. I, I love that whole interaction <laughs> it's so like it's so wonderfully like snarky and kind of like yeah condescending yeah. uh yes and uh probably the kind of conversations you do here when you are involved in that world um which is what makes that yeah. that that also really funny uh, uh -huh. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah, it, he got he really they really assembled a good group of people. I know a lot of them they were friends and all that too. So there was a that was that helps when you're doing something like this. Uh, sure, four week sure. uh, four week shoot mostly at night. They said they uh, filmed between seven p.m. and seven a.m. Uh, during the four week shoot, um, wow. and grueling and tough. But they said everyone was game uh, to be there, and you can kind of tell everyone seems like they're having fun. Uh, yeah, in it like they they all. They all get the joke. They're all in on what the movie is. Um, there's no one that looks like they're phoning it in, like from the like smallest parts to the biggest parts. It just seems like everyone's just fully on involved the same in page. It, on the right. same page. And uh, I don't know. I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked this one. It's really. It's a really solid uh, horror comedy. Uh, I'm glad that it really did find its audience eventually. Uh, yeah, and that people talk about it highly today. Um, at the end of these, we do like to give uh, a score, uh, what you would kind of give it now. Um, and I'll let you go first. Like, what would you uh, give it? What uh, uh, what rating scale do you want to do? Um, 
we've been we've been changing it so much because we've been using like oh, letterboxing okay. letter, we've been using letterbox again so yeah, yeah I mean, it's up yeah. to you whatever you I mean, they'll know what whatever uh radio system okay. they'll know like um well since you brought up letterbox i i think i gave it uh and i'm gonna stick with this um 4.5 out of five okay. i don't right, know why, why i'm not it. doing five out of five but i'm gonna stick with my 4.5 <laughs> I you know what I'm in the I gave it a four point five two when I rated it. And okay. I I don't it's I'm trying to think of what would have prevented it from getting a five. It's yeah. uh, I mean that is it it has to be it's like a like, perfect movie, right? And right. like and like and and there's nothing necessarily like not good about your next right. one. That, that it's just my gut. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good rating for uh this kind of movie. And, um, I mean, it's. I rating. don't think that's a bad. Yeah, it's not a bad rating. Four point five. No, so what would you? What would you give it? I I would give it four point five. I would. Okay. I, yeah, I'll I would give it that. that. Yeah, I would stick with that. Um, it, it, it. I think it is one of the better like horror films to come out during that time period. You know that. Uh, yeah, there was that was a really also decent time for horror movies too. Um, yeah, we got a lot of we we got some big ones and we also got some smaller ones like this. Um, Again, it would have been cool. Like, I it is disappointing that that they probably view it as a flop. I don't. They, I, I hope they've probably changed yeah. their mind since in twenty twenty four. Like, I think like, uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, people were handsomely played. If the, if the budget is what it was, um, people made money. Uh, even if it, it might not have been like a ton, but like, it turned a profit. Um, but I think again, post strangers, maybe they were expecting something a bit more. And to catch on uh, with more mainstream horror movie audiences, I guess. But um, yeah, I kind of think it, well, it might have done better. It might have done better if it came out today. I don't know. It like the I feel like people's appetites for these kind of movies have changed, and they want something a little bit more unique. And right, that's not not too obvious. Uh, just learned learned that. Watch, uh, I saw Night Swim uh, over the weekend, <laughs> and, and you know, here that yeah, my hope was. Hey, it's a January horror film, but Blumhouse gave us one last year, and Megan was pretty good. It wasn't bad, um, so I had a little bit of hope. But then, as it, was unfold- it. As it unfolded, yeah, I was like, "Oh no, this is very much an old school January horror movie uh, from top to bottom." It's shot really well. There's some really effective like scenes that the director yeah. put together, and no, I agree. And, yeah, and, Car- and Carrie Condon's good. Yeah, uh, I'll give her that. <laughs> and Ryan Russell, not as good as I've seen him before. So the he's he's solid when he's like in dad mode, but then when he yeah. gets infected by the pool, if you want to oh, call it yeah. that, I don't it's know like, if we're supposed to laugh or if he's in on the joke. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> and since that movie doesn't play up uh, comedy all that much, it's like, oh, I can't tell if you're doing this on purpose or that was that that a choice or uh, yeah. No, this movie has been mostly serious. Uh, yeah, it's doesn't quite sell it, but I did. I mean, when me and my friend walked out of it, we were like, "That feels like <laughs> something that was like a short film. We probably should have just remade the short yeah. film again." Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's interesting too. But like, because with Smile, that was that started out that way, and that ended up being good. I actually thought that yeah, worked me too. Really well as a feature length movie, but uh man, like. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I was like I was excited about the whole like Blumhouse uh, Atomic Monster officially merging, but like if they're gonna do that, right. we need 
better <laughs> movies than Night Swim. Find, 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 find us more your next quality horror films right. in the bunch instead of a lot of Night Swims. Yeah, just because please. it's January doesn't mean you don't have to try. You can still try if it's January. Right. You did it last Effort. year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did it last year. I I, I knew uh, too because I was like that. They're not really campaigning with it that hard. Like Megan had like a huge viral campaign when it came yeah. out. And I was like, I don't. I was like, I think they're just relying on like whatever horror movie fans are just go see this with Night Swim, and that's kind of what happened. So it's unfortunate, but every now and then we get good ones like this. So right, and uh, I'm uh, very happy that we got to discuss it. Is there anything else you want to mention about me? Anything you thought we forgot, or like you know, uh, and for people who I guess for people who haven't you know seen it and like since it come out, like um, the best way to recommend it. Uh, to them if they were interested in it um well since since we brought up night swim i i but i want to go back to your next yeah. your next like we said has just enough exposition i think in a in a well in any movie really but when it comes down to like explaining like the reveal you either have to explain the whole thing or just give us enough like in night swim right. they give us too much <laughs> too much yeah it's a lot silly as hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're next. Yeah. I mean, you know, we know the who's and the what's and the why's, and it's just enough. They don't like yep. go overboard with it. So, yep. um, yeah, and it's available for streaming, right? On Max. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's available for you to watch. Um, I thought go. I owned it and I was like looking for it yeah. and I couldn't find it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought I bought it. Uh, but no, it should be something I have like in my physical media collection. Um, definitely uh, have it now. Uh, but when we, were, when we were first saying, yeah, you guys have to understand when we were first setting this up, uh, it took a while for us to get 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 together on this, and not because we didn't want to do it. It's just like it was holidays and everyone's busy, yeah. and right. um, you know, trying to make it work. Um, but Jeremy is very time, zone, time zones, um, yeah. <laughs> so I I I, I've, I make jokes about this all the time. Every cool person that is on the show, including my co-host who lives in New Brunswick, Canada, and I live in LA. <laughs> Uh, every every cool person I have on here, I never can find anyone on the West Coast. They're always like way over there, way on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, it works. It works out for me to do these early. I'm cool with it. But then, like trying to figure out, you know, when you have multiple guests on, like uh, we when we do, uh, we've done anniversary episodes for like the faculty and stuff like that, and we had a few people on that, and it's just hard to get everyone at the right time because yeah, you don't want to be too late for and it's usually you know, everyone on the east coast so but you know what if it made it work. means that we have good if we meet yeah if we have good guests on like you i am cool with it uh and of course um you can come back with uh if you're gonna bring movies like this i would totally love for you to come back with another <laughs> uh deep dive for us to get into i feel like i mean i could be wrong you i feel like you might be like our horror movie deep dive guy i'm not saying that okay. you can't pick anything that's not I, I i'm not saying that you can't pick anything that's not horror but if that is the wheelhouse and that's what you, you want to work with, I'm a big horror movie fan too. So I'm down to always talk horror movies, especially one. I like, like musicals. That. I like musicals too. <laughs> so, um, I, all right, there we go. I do too. And I don't know. I actually, I've never asked Jackson if he likes musicals. So we've never actually discussed them on, uh, on the show. So that would, um, that actually will be a, a good one too. Cause I would totally, I would totally deep dive some musicals. So there we go. We got two yeah, options. Reversible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um okay well as always thank you uh for joining us on back to the blockbuster presents deep dives um 
I, please keep uh, your messages coming. I know I've sent out a few uh, feelers on who wants to kind of be on uh, the show and uh, with your deep dive picks. Uh, happy to still set up a very long schedule, which is good. That this this uh, show runs every other week, so it's a lot easier to kind of set this stuff up instead of doing it every week. Um, and we have some pretty uh, good picks that are coming along the way. Uh, as always, like Back to the Blockbuster, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods. Uh, but we are a Playlist Studio uh, podcast. That's our network. And you can also find us on the Playlist Studio app as well. Uh, we will also, like we said, link all of uh, Jeremy's uh, socials. And so you can uh, find him on Instagram, Twitter, check out his blog, check out his stuff on uh, movies as well. I will actually be contributing to that side again uh, this week because I'm less busy. And so uh, we're kind of uh, partners in our own sense on that side too, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, you can uh, check uh, him out there and continue to check us out here. And thank you again, Jeremy, for coming on. Uh, love the chat. Love the movie. And like I said, you're always welcome to come back whenever you want. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Peace out. Ah.